Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Yeah, you know. Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? And welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm. Today is Wednesday, August 25th, 2021, and you are tuned in to episode 175, and I am so excited to share this one with you. Episode 175 features the CEO and founder of Wet Travel, Jason Bokema. I always love getting the full story on playmakers from behind the scenes, and we had such a great interview. He is making a massive impact on so many levels, and I have a profound amount of respect for him and his company. In episode 175, we got it all in and started talking about his early days and how he found his way. Born and raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Jason and his family were always taking trips together and was always encouraged to pursue what he loved most in life. Heavily influenced by his two great uncles, Jason eventually decided to switch majors from medicine to entrepreneurship. He weaved his way through various opportunities until he organized a trip for his friends. He called it the Groove Cruise and shortly after started wet travel. Now, of course, we talked about building wet travel. Jason is, without a doubt, one of the most hardworking people I've ever met, but his main mission is not to make money, it's to change people's lives. Wet means to excite, and every cruise or event they organize ensures that anyone who comes on will always have some stories to remember. Since inception, Jason has done 26 full ship cruises across 15,000 people each year, and WET has been ranked Inc. Magazine's number four fastest growing travel company in the country on top of countless awards and features. Like they say, if you build it, they will come. And they keep coming back, baby. Jason and I also had a great discussion on how he gives back and always stays community focused. Jason and WET Travel give back in so many ways, and it's just another reason why they've made such a massive impact. Whether it be the WET Foundation providing programs to deserving children in South Florida, Mexico, and the Caribbean, or helping organize a marriage proposal during a Dash Berlin set on the Groove Cruise, the WET Travel Team always goes the extra mile for those who ask. This interview was filled with stories of success and failure, long nights and early mornings, but most of all, it was filled with optimism and joy. Jason is a truly special guy, and I'm inspired by him and his unwavering desire to make people smile. I love that. Jason, thanks so much for coming on the show. I genuinely enjoyed this interview, and I cannot wait to meet you in person someday soon. Now let's get into it right now so you guys can hear his story for yourselves. This is episode 175 with Jason Bokema. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Sherman the Booth. And I don't use that word special lightly, but I got to use it here today. <laughs> We're here with a very special entrepreneur, someone who's made a massive impact uh, on many, many people's lives and given opportunities to countless individuals and given back, uh, most importantly. Uh, we're here with Jason Bokema, who just recently discovered he's been saying his last name incorrectly <laughs> for all these years. <laughs> it's the new Jason wow. in front of me then right now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Starting <laughs> over. That's right. Jason, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, thanks real that. quick. Absolutely, man. You're about to hit your 50th state right now, North Dakota, currently in That's Montana. Right. I mean, I'm on pins and needles waiting for you to cross that border. Are you ready right now? 
I know there's just, there's a whole paparazzi waiting for me to cross that line. So yeah, <laughs> all forty people from North Dakota are waiting for you. Exactly, they're all they're all over there, just 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 itching. There's nothing going on over there. They're just waiting Absolutely. for me to get there, just to just to get the newspaper going. Paparazzi, you need to go. There's one newspaper for the whole state, and every five chickens counts as one person. I hear <laughs> exactly, and every pound of potatoes is like maybe half a person. So that's what they got. <laughs> right. Exactly. You let me know, please document the process that we're all curious. Oh, to know. Maybe I have sure. listeners in North Dakota. Hey, we hey. love North Dakota guys. We love it. It's great. Fargo. <laughs> oh, Fargo. <laughs> Amazing. Jason, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. I always like to kick off the interviews uh, with, with sort of a, an open-ended question. And I think you're going to like this one. Um, something that I like to live my life by a few mottos. Um, one of which is I want to see what happens if I don't give up. And it's something that really drives me. I think we all have moments where we do want to give up. It's really easy to, um, but we always have to push ourselves a little bit further. When I say that motto or, or you know, that the inspirational quote, is there something that comes to mind for you on a personal level? Yeah. So basically about never giving up. Yeah. I mean, there's been, I mean, I've been in business now going on 18 years and just in that realm of that large amount of time i mean there's been multiple times where i've just been like man this is just <laughs> it's too much shit like just the yeah. the legal the financing where's the money gonna come from sometimes and just like mm -hmm. dealing with artists and agents and managers and just like weather issues and just drama like you would not even believe it. and sometimes i'm just like man why the heck am i am i doing all this yeah and then I'm, i just every time i feel like that i just think back and i'm like you know, there's somebody's life that I'm going to change from this. And that's, that's what it's all about. And that's what keeps driving me to this day is just making people happy, changing people's lives and creating those once in a life moments that people are going to, are going to remember forever. And that's, that's what, that's what keeps me driving. It's never been about the money. I have a mission to excite the lives of a million people. And if I do that, you know, I'll be, I'll, I'll be financially good, but um, you know, and it's always been about the people, not necessarily about the money. And that's, that's always what drives me. And that's what gets me through all the BS. It's just like, mm -hmm the excitement of all those people getting back together or new people experiencing it for the first time and their eyes like, yeah, just bug eyed. Like what in the <laughs> world is going on? Is this like a utopia playground that just, I never even knew existed. Like, well, how does this even happen? <laughs> and it's just, it's hard to explain group crews anyway. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, just, just seeing that energy and that vibe and like that, that community and those relationships that are formed is just, that's what keeps me going through all the BS for sure love that it's very selfless of you i really respect that and i'm sure you've Thank dealt with i mean i would go ahead and say probably thousands <laughs> of things that have been outside of your control things like the weather and um you know people that didn't fo follow through on commitment and i mean you probably have found yourself in a pinch many many times so. oh lord man the last cruise that we had was a month before covid like a month mm -hmm. and a half before the yeah. world shut down and we had we had above and beyond on the beach and they were an act that i've been dying to book for a decade easy yeah and i've always wanted them i got even my trans shirt on tonight yeah, and I uh <laughs> so i was just so excited that we booked them and they weren't coming on the ship they were playing in costa maya in mexico mm -hmm. and so it, it was bad weather there were two ships that were supposed to be docking that day the other one pulled out and they're like we're not docking the weather is too rough the, the, the seas are too rough and i'm like talking to the captain i'm like look like you got to dock this boat like do whatever you can so we're all just like at the side of the ship like watching this guy try to dock the boat with these just massive waves 
and he tried six times to dock the boat safely. And we're just like, you gotta be kidding me. And we're supposed to be off the ship at like 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. And we're just like, you gotta figure it out. You gotta do this. And eventually he was like, just figured it out. He did it. And then it starts pouring rain. And I'm like, no way. So yeah, we get to the venue. We're talking to the above and beyond guys and everybody's getting off the ship to take, get on shuttles over there. And it starts absolute downpouring. And I've got this production company from Mexico Yeah, and they didn't have things proper. So my team comes out and they're just like securing stuff. There's wires that could blow up in the rain and weren't covered and electrocution. <laughs> You're just like, oh man. So I swear <laughs> to God, this that was during uh, uh I would say her name wrong. Q Ryan set. I can't remember. She's an amazing artist. Yeah. And, I'm in and uh, it was raining during her set and no one left. And then all of a sudden, like, it was like the, 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 the weather just parted. It was like something from another universe or something. Just all of a sudden the, the, the cloud, the clouds, I uh, got rid of the clouds, no rain above and beyond came and performed as soon as they were done downboard again wow and I was like, kidding me like this is insane and i've been playing this shit for like over a year every single detail every single minute like to the minute of like yeah. all the stuff we're doing with our charity in mexico and our foundation and like all the stuff that we had planned and it's just like something like that can just throw everything out the window and you just got to roll with it i mean we had a backup plan if they weren't able to perform on the beach we did have a backup plan but right man stuff like that it's just like and that's just the last one I've done. That was the 33rd sailing. <laughs> that's the most recent so, example. <laughs> that's, that's just the one that pops in my head off the bat. So yeah, never oh a dull gosh. moment. <laughs> there is a trance God though. It kind of sounds like, huh? It sounds like it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> my gosh. I think I found out why you guys brings, bring in such great trance acts then. <laughs> right, exactly. I found exactly. the clarity. I like, Yeah, I like house and techno, but I, I love, I love trance too, man. And I love that community of people as well, for sure. It's definitely a time and a place with trance. So yeah, love it. Unreal. Well, I mean, you, you were born and raised in Michigan and went to Central Michigan University. What, when did you get into trance music? What was it like growing up for you? Uh, growing up, it was all old school hip hop. I mean, no one, nobody listened yeah. to electronic dance music. No, none at all. Growing, growing up in Grand Rapids, like besides Shannon the Spin Dog. Oh, yeah. You know, and you're on the G Rap side? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Man. yeah. <laughs> My boy Shannon Williams, who plays on Groupies all the time now, he kind of started electronic music in Western Michigan. So, uh-huh. uh, so yeah, it's been, um, I, know, I didn't get into it in high school, in college. It was, it was after college. My roommate took me to a show. It was, I think my first one was Paul Van Dyke or Carl Cox. And wow. I was just like, what in the world is this? Straight <laughs> so up. This is, just, <laughs> this is just crazy. And um, I didn't really like it the first time or two, to be honest. And then all of a sudden Confused. I just had a break. I had a breakthrough moment where I was just like, oh, I get it now. I get it. Yeah. I don't know if I had been some, some, uh, some, some more drinks that night or what. But I was like, oh, <laughs> now I understand. This is just, this is just <laughs> the best ever. Man, just the community of people and the vibe. I just, I just totally fell in love with it. Got to feel it, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's hard to understand. I always try and friend show my friends house music, and like, you can't play it on a Bose speaker. You can't put it on an AirPod. You got to go no. there and you got to experience it. It's more than the music. Yep. I, I know that resonates with you. It's about the people. It's about the connection with the artists, and you really get that in the house and techno and trance space, though. And I love hip hop too. I'm like the, you know, yeah. I have like a vice for Wiz Khalifa and Travis Scott. I don't know why. <laughs> I have no idea why. 
but I love the community that the electronic music industry brings. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Old school hip hop's my jam. Yeah. Give me, give <laughs> so me down, down Lake Michigan. Oh, I mean, Notorious B.I.G. is my favorite. He's the best rapper of all time. <laughs> and I was in uh, where was I? I was in Missoula, Montana yesterday. There was a barbecue place called Notorious P.I.G. What? <laughs> oh, you stopped. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I was like, I have got to stop and take a picture. Biggie, <laughs> let's go all the way in Montana. Yeah, tell me why I was, you know, 14 years old, knowing all the words to the Ten Crack Commandments. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Every single word. To the what? what? Like, for didn't sure. sing that one in front of mom. For sure. <laughs> for Never sure. get high on your own supply. Your own Matt, supply. What, are you, what are you singing? Matt, uh, what, is, mom. what supply are you talking about, man? Mom, it's, it's notorious B.I.G. I'm learning about, you know, the basics of trapping on the corner. <laughs> my crayon, my supply of crayons. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're hilarious. <laughs> Unbelievable. So I, I was doing my research, like I said. It looks like you were an entrepreneurship major. You graduated in 2000. And then you got your first job at Southern Touch Tours and were a motor coach, like tour guy. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it a step back for your viewers. Just if, if anybody's ever stuck and they're not sure what the hell to do with their life, I'll tell you a, a yes. little, little quick, quick story that might resonate with some of you out there that are kind of in a dead end situation. You know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. So I was in college. I was in pre-med. I was about to be MCAT to go to medical school. And I, had, so I always want to be a doctor my entire life. And wow. I... Uh, well, I went to school in Australia for a semester. <clears throat> I came back and I was talking to my great uncle. They were my two, my two most influential people in my life were two, my two great uncles. Mm-hmm. My one great uncle was an entrepreneur. <clears throat> I was showing him my photos from Australia. And then he was showing me this map and on the map he had pins and each pin was correlated to a photo album. And I'm like, show me Russia, show me Argentina, show me this. And I'm just like, what? There's so many cool places in this world. So I kind of got the travel bug from going to Australia and traveling with my family when I was younger and going on cruises a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then my other great uncle, he was a practicing physician until he was 92 years old. And he didn't tell me not to go into, not to go into medicine, but he's like, Jason, could you imagine seeing a patient and not being able to give them a, a, a certain drug or a certain procedure because their medical insurance won't accept it? And I was like, well, it's kind of effed up. So the doctors don't really make the decisions in this game and the drug companies and the pharmaceutical companies and the insurance companies make all the rules. And I'm like, that's kind of messed up. So thankfully he didn't say not to go into it and, 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 and so forth, but he just said, you know, could you imagine that situation? And then I followed an anesthesiologist around for a day and got to see an open heart surgery. And it was one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It was following a a surgeon around And he said, uh, I, I asked him, you know, he's filling out some paperwork. And I said, he said, I, I asked him, I said, what are you doing there? And he said, well, I'm, this is how we get paid. And I said, well, how much do you get paid? And he's like, well, I make middle six figures a year. And I was like, all right, damn, that's cool. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then I was like, so if you were to go through it all again, would you do it? Because I was about to go to medical school, then residency four years, then post-residency four years and specialty again. school. Like it was like 12 more years after college. Like it was like, way more school and then i don't even know how much of that i can't even think fathom and he was just like you know i wouldn't do it all over again he's like i go to i get paged when i'm at my daughter's dance recital and my son's baseball game or whatever and i gotta leave and he's like i got all the toys and houses and like all this stuff but if i were to do it all over again he's like i would get into medical insurance he goes that's where all the money is and I was just like, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. My uncle's saying this, this guy's saying this. I'm like, that's just yep. messed up. So 
I thought about why I wanted to be a doctor and I want to be a doctor because I want to make a lot of money and I love to help people. <clears throat> and so my other great uncle was an entrepreneur and he helped more people than a doctor could help. And he made more money than a doctor could make. And so that was kind of my mission. So I switched my degree to entrepreneurship, graduated from central Michigan with an entrepreneurship degree and um, gotten a lot of debt. I, I had a uh, business in college, gotten a ton of debt. And then I moved to Atlanta and had to get a job. So I ended up working because uh, my business didn't work. So I ended up getting a job at Georgia Pacific, which is a Fortune 100 company in, yeah. in Atlanta, Georgia, mm -hmm. during the day. And at nights and weekends, I sold timeshares for Radisson Vacation Villas. Wow. So I was, I was grinding. And during that time, as I was grinding out of debt, um, my work would pay for, a, for school. And I'm like, well, I'm not going back to school. But they ended up, I ended up hiring a Franklin Covey coach. And during that process, he basically said, <clears throat> find something you love to do and find a way to get paid to do it. And if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And I was miserable. Like I was in cubicle nation. Everybody hated their jobs. People are getting fired left and right. God. And I'm just like, this is terrible. And this is not what life is all about. Yeah. So I'm thinking about well, what would I love to do? Well, I love to go on vacation. So I better figure out a way to get paid to go on vacation. So I started <laughs> screwing around the internet. And I found this school in San Francisco called the International Tour Management Institute. Mm -hmm. So I came out there. I told my work I needed two weeks off for personal reasons. I went out there, I took the course, I came back, and then I got fired. And I was the number one salesperson in the United States selling fiberglass insulation. So I got <laughs> fired. And then I'm in the I'm in the in the travel industry. So I'm like putting resumes out. Two weeks later, September 11th, it's World Trade Centers fall down, and the entire travel industry shuts down, which is which was kind of what we recently have been gone through in the year yeah. last year and a half. Yeah. No travel agencies, no travel companies, period, hiring. Uh, I mean, now they are, but they weren't for the past year and a half. Right. So I, I, but I knew that was it. Started grinding. My first job was at Southern Touch Tours. And I basically started doing tours around, motor coach tours around North America. So my specialty was Alaska, Canadian Rockies. I did historic American tours on the East Coast, National Park what? tours out West. Wow. And then as a, as a, I used to move between Atlanta, LA, and Seattle during different parts of the year. And then all my friends were like, put a trip together and we'll go. And I was like, all right. So I don't want to put my friends on a bus, but our <laughs> cruises are kind of cool, but they're, yeah. they're boring. They're boring because they're all families and old people and the music and the nightlife right. stinks and still does this day in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so I had a 375 person email list. I had no resources. I had no money. I didn't know anybody in the cruise industry. I didn't know one DJ and I started a cruise. I called it the group cruise. <laughs> and from that 375 person email list, I had 125 people that went on it. Wow. I saw, I saw how much money the travel agency made off of me. And then I started up my own company and I put a business plan together to, to charter a cruise ship in five years. And basically my goal was to double it every year. So 125, 250, 500, a thousand, 2000. Yeah. So 2000 people is like the smallest ship. So again, I had no money and no resources. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I didn't know anybody in the cruise industry or the music industry. And I just grinded like kind of your, your first point about just sticking it out. I mean, no one had done what I, what I was trying to do before. Yeah. And I just knew I was onto something after that first one. I just knew it. I knew I was onto something. I was, I mean, people's lives were changed by that 125 people. They still, a lot of them keep in touch to this day. It's amazing. And in their weddings and like all this stuff. Like it was just a once in a lifetime thing. And it was just really cool. So, uh, just to get to the close of this long, longer story. Yeah, uh, love it. So it took me seven years to charter my first ship, not five. And, uh, and since then I've done 30, no, 20, sorry, 26 full ship cruises. Yeah. And we were carnival and Norwegian's charter partner of the year. 
and then we've been in like you know press and travel channel and yeah fox and usa today and blah 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 blah, blah all that good stuff um so yeah it's been a it's been a wild ride i've learned a lot and uh you know made money lost money and and uh just always try to stay focused on the on the main goal which is the people and the community and connections and relationships and having fun too at the what, core. It's all it yeah that's right. what it's all i mean I, I had a great quote today that i read it's not about the pursuit of happiness. It's about the happiness of pursuit. Whoa. And I thought that was like, oh, I was like, oh. they're dropping bombs oh, right now. That like, is good. Like, yeah. Damn. I'm so like, damn. <laughs> I was like, damn, that just hit differently right there. <laughs> it's all we about the interview right there. And the that'd be the best interview. It's not, it's not the pursuit of happiness, it's the happiness of pursuit. Wow. That's, that's amazing. That's it. That's all life is right there. One sentence. <laughs> Gosh. It's so funny you Crazy. bring up the stories about um, all the doctors. My dad's a GI. And oh, nice. He, you know, I've watched him my whole life work harder than damn near everybody else. He's had so much success. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for a long time, I remember he brought me into the hospital. I saw him, you know, stick a scope down in people. We would get magazines in the mail of like the intestine i'd be like what is this what? stuff right but, <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah wild stuff and and he's an amazing guy and i've always asked him those questions those simple questions right like why did you do it why do you yeah. why do you continue to do it he's you know about to be 65 years old does not want to retire at all and sure. it's, not, it's not about the money to him right but i asked him those hard yeah. questions and he said he wants to help people but he went to yeah. school again after going to school for 12 years Wow. Are you willing to do that? Right. Like he went from college, then to Pittsburgh, then to St. Louis, then to UCLA. And then now in Indiana, basically for the past 28 years, 29 years. So it's like, you know, you got to really think about those things. Life can be long if you want it to be, if you enjoy the happiness of the pursuit, like you said, (laughs) I I'm lucky that he gave me that, that real advice. Like he saw me be passionate about podcasting meeting people my major in college was media and production i love like editing film and and writing scripts and shooting and just being creative right and he was like i could i could help you get into the medical field the snap of my finger but it is not for you (laughs) that's great yeah i want you to go pursue what you're passionate about and i've been here and he's my biggest fan he's definitely gonna listen to this episode he listens to every episode jason (laughs) and he gives me a grade I've gotten some C minuses, but that was, that was year one. We're getting mostly A's these days. That's great. Yeah. My dad, every time I send an email out, my dad has sent a critique back. He's like, you know, you know what I'm dead. I'm just going to send you the damn email before I send it out to anybody else. You can critique the shit out of it. I'll fix it. Dads are funny. (laughs) (laughs) They want the best for you and they want you to go the way be like, maybe this way maybe that yeah exactly exactly my gosh that's hilarious (laughs) like it's a run-on sentence i'm like screw you man i like my run-on sentence yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) it's a run-on sentence what is so what did your dad do then he's a teacher a math teacher (laughs) and my mom was a secretary (laughs) (laughs) yeah man yeah you've been getting harped on for that whole life then oh for sure for sure all the time (laughs) <laughs> but you know the Pythagorean theorem, I bet. I I, I remember the I remember the name, but it's like, yeah, who the hell remembers what the who hypothesis of the uh, well? I mean, come Quadratic on, formula. Touch, You're never oh, gonna yeah. use that shit. Calculus. You're never gonna use one calculus thing the rest of your entire life. Never. Like, who the heck does that? Unless you're like never. an engineer or whatever the heck. 
there's no there's no like that wasn't that was my difficulty with some of the classes that I take I'm like what the hell am I gonna <laughs> it use doesn't this apply ever? to anything <laughs> and nothing and I'm just like what in the geometry oh, no you know what you should do I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> I challenge, challenge you to do this Jason next time you're out with your friends late night everybody's in a real good mood and maybe it's just because I love asking questions, but see how many people can remember <laughs> random math formulas from back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> and you might be surprised your friend that you least expect it remembers it. Cause That's a like, really good I idea. couldn't pass that class. It's the only thing I remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to spin my wheels. I can't think of any right now. Yeah, I know like because you high times over two, like <laughs> R squared. I'm just like, how do you square an R? It's not even a number anyway. Anyway, <laughs> X, y. enough about math. <laughs> yeah, totally. Get off that topic quick. <laughs> Amazing. So you, I want to talk about wet travel and the hospitality and event industry. Uh, you mentioned in 2004, you launched it and fast forward to now it's the world's largest floating dance music festival. You're also the youngest person to single-handedly charter a cruise ship, 2000 plus people. And you've had over 15,000 people each year go to your events across 26 full ships, like you said. I mean, congratulations. Absolutely amazing. You've been up to that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, of course. You've been acknowledged by Inc. Magazine ranked wet, the number four fastest growing travel company in the country. That's badass. <laughs> and I mean, it's unbelievable on all fronts. And you mentioned this earlier, wet means to excite. And with all those things in mind that I just did, all your accolades, obviously that was at its core the whole time. What exactly does that mean to you? Yeah, so wet is kind of the core of what we do. I mean, it's to excite or to stimulate, and that's kind of the core of, of everything we do. We don't like anything normal. If it's if it, if it works, we try to break it. We try to innovate it, <laughs> and we're always we're always trying to trying to do new things and just exciting, like the same thing over and over again. Like that just just drives me nuts, and um, mm -hmm. I drive my team nuts from from that with that perspective a lot. But I'm always trying to be better, do better. Um, impact more and just do more and just have more and and uh yeah it's just it's just the excitement of it you know and just just living an exciting life yeah it's all about and just Amazing. helping other people to do the same is that is that something that you certainly thought about a lot in the early days like gotta have my reason why why am i doing yeah this? definitely yeah absolutely yeah and that's that's a big one start start with why i think it's simon Sinek book or whatever yeah that's 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 a huge one because there's going to be a time in anything that you do where you gotta get through it you don't want to do it anymore and that, that why is what gets you through and, and my why is is helping other people and, and uh building those relationships and connecting and that's that's to me there's no financial value on that and um, yeah oh couldn't agree more so yeah, that's, yeah. The one thing I've heard a lot about at Groove Crew specifically and, and all of the, the other um, events that you put on is the community, like you've mentioned many times here. It's people who come back. You know, you guys yeah. like, have this, like, if we compare it to like a great restaurant, right? If people yeah. spread the word about this restaurant and it might be a small restaurant at first and then they expand and then they want people to come in this city and this city and it's just a word yeah. of mouth thing that you've built here, right? Obviously, you guys branding and marketing and talent that you bring in is is superior and next level. I mean, like I said, you've, you've been awarded for many different types of things. But I heard about Groove, Groove Cruise first through word of mouth. And I yeah. feel like that's so unique in today's, you know, saturated social media world. Like, are, yeah, are, some, of the, are some of the people, like you said, that 125 crew in the first, like, 
do you not rely on them, but it seems like your community does a lot of the, the heavy lifting for you in terms of spreading the word. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we definitely, uh, work hard to help people share the word and, and, and that's, I mean, it's a very inclusive, non-judgmental place where people can <clears throat> wear what they want, do what they want in a safe environment, obviously with, with some rules. Right. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's all about just bringing people. And, and I think it was, uh, who was that marketer? He said that, uh, and it's, this one sticks with me. He wrote that purple cow book. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't, I can't remember his name. One of the more famous marketers these days. Yeah. He basically said advertising is the cost of being boring. I was like, well, dang, that's kind of a, that's kind of an interesting thing. So I actually stuck away from advertising for years. Uh, we do a little bit of it now, but, and just focused on just <clears throat> how, you know, people telling people, because once you're signed up to go on a bucket list type experience, I mean, you want to bring your friends, you want to experience yeah, it with other people right. naturally. So yeah, we give people tools where they can bring people and earn, earn commissions or free cruises and things like that. If they, if they bring a group of friends. So yeah, that's always been a core part of part of what we do. And, and um, yeah, it also keeps kind of the community tight too, because everybody's kind of the same passions and lifestyle <laughs> one of the first ones somebody was like how did you manage to get the class cloud from every single school on a, on a cruise ship? <laughs> that's amazing i was like i don't know we just started marketing the class clouds and then we just got them all on board i guess i don't know <laughs> oh my god i mean it's so obvious that like this is important to you you definitely strike me as the type of person who's i mean you go on every cruise obviously you've been on over 120 yeah. of them right like yeah, 120 you're there, you're interacting with the people. And I think so many times people in the, in the back end, right? Like maybe they want to stay behind the scenes and that's fine. But like, you're there, yeah. like you're introducing yourself to the DJs, to the people that are coming. Uh, and yeah. I think that's so special and that's so unique. And it's, it's clear why people want to keep coming back. It's like, <laughs> you're, you're kind of a class clown too, Jason. I gotta, I gotta tell you. <laughs> I was a class flirt. <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, just to, to hit on that. So uh, what what we call everybody that comes on the cruise, the captain, and they're the most yeah. important person to to us. And they steer the ship. They tell us where to go. They tell us what cruise line to work with, what food to serve, uh, wow. what artists to book, you know, all that stuff. So we're very engaged in co-creating the experience. It's not about like people are like, oh, what do you want? Or what do you what do you think is going to be like? I don't care what I want. It's what do the people want? What do the captains want? They're the ones that are steering the ship. So right. I try not to get too much into that. My team will ask me like, what do you think about merch and whatever? And I'm like, I don't, it's not about me. Like I'll wear whatever the heck you give me. It's, but yeah. you know, just um, it's about them. And yeah, just there's different types of entrepreneurs that, that um, uh, I was at a Tony Robbins training and I actually, there's, there's the managing type of entrepreneur who's kind of more behind the scenes. Right. Then you've got like a typical entrepreneur that builds a company to sell it. And I didn't realize this until I went to this particular seminar. It's called Business Mastery. That mm -hmm. I'm actually not an entrepreneur. Like I did not start my company to sell it. I didn't start, you know, it started for those reasons. I built it to change the world. And for those reasons, I'm an artist, not actually an entrepreneur. Wow. So I have, I have a, that was kind of a interesting epiphany that I had in that, in that moment. Love that, Tony uh, yeah, he's he's been a humongous influence on on so, me for sure. Um, I listened to him even starting back in college, 
tapes back and forth to college at Central. Wow. And, uh, yeah, he was he was one of my first ones that I got into and Zig Ziglar and there's some other ones. But Tony Robbins is definitely a, <clears throat> a lot of the ones that had a huge effect on me for sure. You are an artist, Jason. You are an artist. And <laughs> you, you kind of Thank mentioned you. this, like, I, I, I truly believe the way you guys are unique is by giving the people that are coming a chance to actually be the tastemaker. And that's what I want to ask you about, right? Like, you guys are making an impact from a, a social perspective, a cultural perspective, like you said, being inclusive and everyone's welcome to come. I guess my mm-hmm. question to you is what type of company is wet trying to be and, and not to compare, but it's hard to not compare in the entertainment scene to the insomniacs, the holy ships, the C threes. Do you look at them and try and do things differently or do you really try and stay on course with your goals? Yeah. I mean, we obviously look at all the other companies out there and who's doing what, and who's doing destination experiences and who's doing right. cruises. But right. in the end, I mean, nobody does what we do the way that we do it. So mm-hmm. that's nobody can really, compete with us in that in that regard and something that you mentioned that was really unique is our captain's first philosophy and our customer service philosophy i've heard that over and over and over again especially first year events they just can't get that and i mean it takes five years to figure out any business i could be, be a podcaster it's gonna take me five years to figure it's it taking out me five years I, yes <laughs> easy five years it's to do anything so like yeah to figure it out how it works and who to work with and who drives stuff you know just whatever yeah <clears throat> so um so yeah, I've seen that a lot where there's businesses that just kind of come in and they're did it for the wrong reasons. They're in it for the money. Yeah, they have bigger lineups than us. They have bigger this and more marketing power. And it's Live Nation and AEG competing with us and William Morris competing with us and blah, 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 blah. And it's just right. like, I just try to stick to my guns. And I'm just like, you know, I know what I'm doing. I know I'm creating the best value out there in the planet. And, you know, our prices are, are great and our value that we give people and and the community that we create and that we actually care, we actually give a shit. And that was one of the things actually through COVID that was very unique about us was I was depressed in the beginning of it. Like, not going to lie, like second time in my life, I was just like, damn, my, my revenue went from a lot to zero. And then we were having our biggest year yet in 2020. And uh, yeah, it was just like, I mean, it was, it was brutal just even thinking about that moment when things just kind of went downhill, but I was like, you know, I'm, I'm in a bad place, but there's people that are way worse of a place than I'm at. So I was like, how can I take the resources that I've built over the last 17 years and give back and help people? So we created a COVID relief fund through my foundation called Let Foundation. And we ended up raising, thanks to all the artists and my team, which we completely pivoted, doing online streaming on Twitch and raising money on Twitch. And we raised $50,000. And then we had people in our community apply for grants. So we actually paid out 250 grants to people. And some of these wow. situations that people were in, I mean, like, it was just like, wow, it was, yeah. it was crazy. So, you know, we weren't able to give a ton to everybody, but like even just a little bit to, to as many people as we can. And I think we did it the right way. And we were just very engaging through the whole process. We were open. I started doing what I called uh or what we call the state of the ocean addresses. So I started doing that about once a month. I still do them every once in a while when there's new information. So just trying to stay active and stay relevant. And I think some companies definitely did really well with that. And a lot of them just kind of, uh, just kind of chilled back and, and, you know, maybe yeah. didn't help their community that was experiencing challenges, which they all are. And we're just about how can, how can we help? How can we do better? And how can we um, just impact the world and make it make, make things good. Yeah. And I think, again, that's what unique about you guys. Like, it's not just you and your team. It's everybody involved. It's the DJs too. 
I mean, you guys. Oh, the DJs were, were huge. The DJs huge. like were enormous. I mean, we had so many big artists that just believed in what we were doing, and they were, it wasn't even a conversation. It was like, yes, whatever you're doing, we're in. Like raising money, we're in. And it was it was just really cool to awesome to just be able to use our resources to help uh, to help other people. It was really cool. <clears throat> yeah, I'm very yeah. grateful for all the artists and managers and agents and like everybody that really that really believed in what we were doing for the right reasons. Sometimes there's a lot of charities out there. I wouldn't say a lot, but there's a handful of them that just, you don't know where the money goes to and, and you have no idea where ours is fully transparent. We're a 501 C3. The money comes in, there's no overhead. It just goes out to the, <clears throat> to the right people or to the, to the destinations that we go to. That's, that's where most of the money goes to, <clears throat> except for during yeah. the COVID relief fund. So right. we work with orphanages, schools, and, um, Salvation Army, we worked with in Dominican Republic. But yeah, we've had different projects that we work on in the in the destinations that we go to. That makes sense. I was going to ask more about the WEF Foundation. It's, it's South Florida, the, uh, the Caribbean, and Mexico, right? Where you're offering mm-hmm. lots of different programs to deserving children. That's, that's truly amazing. I love that so much. Yeah, so it's just, I've always had a charitable component to my business. And uh, I've always kept a portion aside to give to organizations. But the I just didn't know where the money was going and that was that was kind of the the thing that drove me crazy i just didn't know what was going on so mm-hmm. i wanted to create something where i knew and felt and saw the exact benefits so we don't give money to other organizations we actually go to a facility like an orphanage or a school the, of the one that we just went to uh in costa maya uh they needed a <clears throat> they weren't safe funded this lady started the school and she had kind of no resources financially or other words she just kind of started the school herself with her family to help the kids that were on the streets after school. So she, yeah. anyway, so she had like a roof that needed to be fixed. She needed a school painted. She needed a jungle gym. Um, somebody tried to steal the air conditioner and they broke it when they tried to steal it. What? It's like stuff like that. So we bought her all this stuff and then um, had it delivered and installed and all that. So instead of just giving money to the, to the organization, which again, you don't know what that's really going for. We actually buy things for um, facilities and then we ask them what they need. So if they need uh, generally at school supplies and uh, clothing, and then we actually ask all the group cruisers to, uh, to bring those items. And then we have a big, it's called destination donations. So we have a whole way that we um, work with the local destination and get stuff off the ship and get it to the, wow. to the kids. <laughs> I, I love that so much. I was very involved in uh, IUDM and, and support for Riley Children's Hospitals in college and um, oh, cool. you know, did the dance marathons and stuff and, and still very active in the community here too. So I, I really resonate with that. And I, I truly That's respect awesome, and commend you. You got, you got to, man. Like it's, I, I've thought about it so much over the years. I've felt truly blessed um, to be able to travel when I was young too. Like I mentioned, my dad was a doctor. We were able to go to conferences. Sure. I've been to a lot of different states. I was able to study study abroad internationally in college, and it's very yeah. easy when you're born into that, right? And I think it's so totally. important to always give back. And I'm grateful that my parents always made that uh, an important aspect of my life to understand that, you know, it's it's not like this everywhere else. No, <laughs> definitely not. No. Not at all. And yeah, there was uh, there's another. Well, I'm just dropping quotes on this interview. And so Let's another go. one that, that that really resonates with me was. Um, when you give is when you're most alive. And I, I really do feel that one when I'm in that moment. Sometimes I feel like, I feel like everybody wants to give back for the most part, but they yeah. don't know how, and they don't have a f- group of friends like organizing it and putting it together. 
and being like, hey, let's go feed the homeless this Saturday, you know, or whatever. It's not hard to go feed the homeless. Go yeah. feed the homeless. Yeah. But just somebody just doesn't need the average, you know, organize it and where people feel safe or, you know, whatever it is. And when you're actually out there doing things like that, it's like, man, your whole, your whole day, your whole week, like month, everything changes when you, when you get in that, that gratitude mindset. Yeah. When you're giving is when you're most alive for sure. Totally agree. I, I think about that too. You don't, you don't give to get, you truly give to give, have that, that yeah. moment like we talked uh, about. Totally. Yeah. No, no expectations. Midwest guys right here. That's, that's where it all starts at its core. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. right. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. So we, we talked about the Groove Cruise and, and how much success that's had and amazing artists that you've brought on over the years. And we can go on and on about that. But I think what's so cool about what you're doing is how diversified you are with these events that you do on sea, the salsa cruise. You, can mm-hmm. we talk about this really quick? A ship full of salsa? What exactly is going <laughs> on on the salsa cruise? <laughs> yeah, salsa cruise rocks. So it's it's a bit of an older crowd. I think our average age was like around 60-ish. And uh, but families too. And yeah. uh, it was great. So uh, my ex-partner, Myrna, she started it 19 years ago. And then we got involved, uh, I want to say four or five years ago. And then um, brought it to, it was a group on a cruise, like uh, six, 800 people. We got involved took it to a full ship, 2000 plus people. And, uh, yeah, it was a great run. We worked with her for like four or five years and, and we're not anymore. And I do wish her the best of luck. And, uh, she's got a cruise coming up this in October. So yeah, I do wish her the best and, and she's great. Um, we've also done like uh, rock cruises and heavy metal cruises and yoga cruises yeah. and been involved in a country cruise and some other stuff behind the scenes on a, on a smaller about- scale. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's pretty much it. Well, we I have a board game cruise. We have corporate cruises, like American Eagle Outfit is one of our clients for like eight years. Yeah. So yeah. Perrier too, I saw, which is my favorite sparkling water. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I, I just think it's so cool, right? Like when you think about different types of, if I just think about music festivals, right? Like Detroit has Movement, which is a techno festival. Yeah. Uh, Chicago now has an arc music festival. And Lollapalooza, Los Angeles has the hard music events. New York has Electric Zoo. And yeah. those are all different demographics of people and target markets. And I think it's so cool what you've done with the motorboat and ship rocked, right? Like when you guys are coming up with these ideas, are you going to the market and asking people directly or how do you come up with new ideas to stay inspired for yourself? And of course, draw new people. Yeah. So sometimes we'll work with the, with the company that does land events. So, um, they may do land shows. So whether that's Latin or country or rock or metal or whatever, and then they've got that database. So we'll work with companies that do the marketing and the talent. Cause I don't know the first thing about motorboat or anthrax <laughs> or Megadeth and so forth and Slayer. Right. 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 <clears throat> um, not that I don't like that music. I mean, I, I did like that music growing up. I still listen to it very occasionally, but yeah. Um, when you have a whole cruise ship with all the same passions and all the same lifestyle like that, it is magical. It's unlike anything that I've ever seen. So whether that's all Salceros or rockers or metalheads or ravers or whatever you want to call it, all mm-hmm. the communities of people, it's just, it's, it's hard to explain. It's, it's like the magic that's created when all the, all the people just have the same lifestyle is, is pretty special to, to see. And that's the thing too, is you don't have to worry about going to a city, maybe where a culture is from a musical, musical perspective, you get them out on a cruise ship in the middle of the ocean. And all of a sudden they're around mm-hmm. all their favorite people, all their class clowns, like you said, <laughs> yeah, sharing exactly. the love of music. That's, 
I, I think that's what's so special about what you guys are doing. So I just wanted to bring that up. I think it's so dope. Thank you. Appreciate it. Really cool, man. Um, I want to ask you too about celebration marketing. You coined the concept of this. And I just want to see if you could just give the people an understanding of what exactly that means. Yeah. So just focusing on people that are celebrating a life event. So whether that's a birthday, a um, bachelor party, bachelorette party, divorce party, just uh, <laughs> an anniversary. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> are you kidding me? Right. 2021. What am I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got a 50-50 chance, according to what That's right. Up, That's see, the market so. right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just, just focus in on those people that are celebrating life moments. And, um, and uh, yeah, just, just figure out ways to, to market to them and add value to them. And, and we've done over 100 weddings, bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, divorce parties, whatever you want to call it, um, <laughs> on, board, on board the ship, on board group cruise. So it's, it's very special to to me and to the team to be part of someone's life like that. Like we had six proposals on the last, last group cruise. And when someone comes Whoa. to me and they're like, they're like, Hey, I want to propose to my girl. I'm like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. We got to make this like epic. Like you gotta, we're going to be in a fort. You got to come in on a white horse and like, da, 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 like whatever it is. Like we got to make it really special. Or I'm like, all right, who's your favorite artist? Who's your girl's favorite artist? Or how can we, how can we surprise her or knock on the door or just, I don't know, whatever it is. Like, how can we make it? just over the top. Awesome. So, wow. Yeah. So th- I guess that's part of celebration marketing, but um, yeah, just kind of taking those life moments and uh, accentuating it, making it so more cool. special, as special as we can using like utilizing all our resources to do that. You make them feel special. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind yeah. of a hard thing to do. That's something that can't be taught. That's something that you have to try and do through experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And sometimes we're not a proposal where the guy will have the guy send a box of like photos and then we'll be like, all right, he's going to propose over here. <clears throat> then he's going to come back to the room. We're going to have flowers in the room. We're going to have photos all set up in the room. So it might be what? on day three and the girls out there like, you know, get proposed to and they come back to the room and there's like champagne and chocolate covered strawberries, oh. photo, photos of them all around the room. They're just like, I don't know, just like little little moments like that. That's this is really special. <laughs> That is awesome. You could, you could plan a hell of a wedding. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I did. We used to do like 10 to 20 destination weddings a year. And I just not a huge fan. No, no, no. It just wasn't. No, no, no. It wasn't that's, as exciting. <laughs> yeah. People are like, can you DJ my wedding? And I'm like, I'm not a wedding DJ. So I think, I think that yeah. might, that might be the same thing. Right. <laughs> totally different. Totally different. But when people come to us and they're like, I want to get married on group cruise. They're like, so can I do a onesie wedding? I want everybody in my wedding to wear penguin outfits. And then like, da, 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 da. And it's just like, of course we could do penguin outfits. Like, why would, why not? Yeah. Would you not have penguin outfits of everyone at your wedding in penguin outfits? Like, <laughs> or we had a sunrise wedding with uh, Dash Berlin. So that was pretty oh, epic. Shit. It was like, I'm getting chills just thinking about this one. It was like <clears throat> their favorite artist was Dash Berlin. Their, their wedding song was Dash Berlin. Uh, the, the, I forgot what song it was. But anyway, um, so he DJed their wedding. It was like 6 a.m. The sun was coming up in the middle of the ocean, surrounded by all your friends. There was a, a whirlpool next to the where they got married. There's like a hot tub with, you know, people in it during the wedding. And like it was all organized. And it was really beautiful. And they had champagne for everybody. And then during his set the next night he actually brought him out on stage and then they did their first dance 
like in the middle of his set. I'm getting did, chills. They played, I'm they played his stuff. <laughs> That song, oh god, what was it? Uh, shit, I might start crying if I think about it. Uh, uh, he's got all heartfelt emotional songs. I, mean, I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, he's got a bunch. Yeah, he's got a bunch. I can't remember what it was. Ah, dang, that's gonna be crazy. But anyway, so he brought him out. He stopped the music, brought him out, congratulated him for getting married last night, and then like brought him out for their first dance. It was crazy. Matt. <laughs> That only happens on Groove Cruise. That's why I travel right there. Yeah, totally. I agree. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that happening. That's so cool. Else. That's so, something that yeah. they'll be talking about forever. They'll be taking little grandkids. Their grandkids are telling their grandkids. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, they met on Groove Cruise too. So yeah, it was a whole, it was a whole thing. A whole love boat thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so special, man. Jason, what's uh, what's next for you? Maybe on, on a personal venture level. I know we got Groove Cruise, Groove Cruise coming up in January, <laughs> which is super exciting. By the way, probably one of the best lineups I've seen. Period in general. Like wow. I, I know a lot of those <laughs> up and comers, and you know, like of course John Summit in the Gorgon Cities, and and all, everybody like that. Claw on Stroke, and I love that you put Barclay Crenshaw on there too which is bad. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but you're giving, you know, I have, I've been, like I said, doing this podcast for about five years now. So I, I'd like to think I have a pretty good pulse on up and comers and the names I saw on there are so well-deserving and it's just really cool to see you guys giving a platform like that. But um, That's amazing. <laughs> I had to say massive props, man. It's awesome. Yeah. I got to give props to the talent team on that one. That's they're They live in, they live and breathe that stuff and cabin fever and, and doing those live streams helped us a lot. And I think that was kind of the, the uh <clears throat> evolution of our lineup we were just really watching people that were active during covid and like yeah. doing live streaming and giving back and like doing things like that and listening to their spotify plays and seeing who's got uh people following them on on different social media and that's yeah. that's kind of what helped us <clears throat> curate this lineup so yeah kudos to the talent team for group cruises they they definitely killed on this lineup for sure awesome man awesome yeah so you're, you're about to hit your 50th date though what's what's uh what's the plan for the rest of this summer going into the new year then for you uh rest of the summer just keeping traveling in the rv and yeah, uh, yeah yeah so now that the cruises are finally starting again that has been a massive challenge with the first hardest hit industry and the last industry to come back <laughs> so they finally started sailing a few weeks ago and we were supposed to go on it they told me two days yesterday that i could go on it today and i'm like well that's not happening so i'm supposed to go on the ship in a few weeks with the team mm -hmm. and normally we're doing this eight ten months in advance but you know we got this dialed in i mean we're we got this we got this handled but um we already have a great team on board and we already know what we're doing so um so yeah we're finally gonna be able to go on the ship it had a 20 120 million dollars in refurbishments uh about a year before covid so i'm excited to see all the upgrades and chain changes and stuff like that yeah it's a pretty it's a pretty crazy industry in terms of how much they spend on these ships like the new ships are like a billion plus dollars which is just you can't even <laughs> can't even comprehend that so, no on a, on a Things are normal insane. scale <clears throat> yeah they're just floating cities I mean, they're just crazy so this is the biggest group cruise we've ever done and then um yeah there's just a lot of changes going on in the cruise industry as they work to make it the safest uh and and um yeah just the safest experience the most health conscious experience which it was before covid anyway yeah so that's what totally. drives me nuts about how cruises kind of took the grunt of this whole thing which was total bs they had no testing of it while this was going down and the cruise lines took all the grunt of this <clears throat> um 
And uh, it's unfortunate because cruise lines have to, they're the only industry that has to report uh, COVID cases or norovirus cases to the public and the CDC. So if there's two, you'll see this, you'll see this on the news right now. You'll see, oh, there was two cases on a 4,000 passenger ship. It's like, okay, like, okay. I get it's it. not like, a big sample. Two people. You think about it. If yeah. you were to do, if you were to go test 4,000 people at a mall, at a hospital, on an airplane, at a resort, there is no way in that, I just, ah, that you're not going to find two people yep. out of 4,000 in any of those situations that do not have COVID. It's impossible. So they know exactly how to deal with these situations. They've been dealing with infectious diseases for decades. Yeah. They've been dealing with norovirus, which is a very, uh, I've had it once out of 127 cruises. It's not, it's just like, it's brutal. It's nausea, vomiting, whatever. It's just gross. And um, 24 hour bug and then you're fine, but it's really contagious. So if they have an outbreak of that, it goes into the news and it's a, it's a big deal. It's all over everywhere. Oh, there was 200 people on a 6,000 passenger ship. They got the, the cruise bug and that's just complete BS <clears throat> because like, like I said, like schools don't have to report an outbreak of norovirus or coronavirus. Hospitals don't, uh, malls don't, like all these that. public places don't have to report it. So you'll never know that the school that you're sending your kids to has a coronavirus outbreak. You'll never go to the mall or the grocery store that has an outbreak of staff or, you know, just whatever. So it, it just drives me nuts, but that it just kind of is what it is with the cruise industry. It's kind of what we do, but I feel way safer on a cruise ship than I do in a hotel or an airplane or pretty much anywhere that I go. Cause they, they always, and even before this whole thing happened with COVID <clears throat> we're super on top of like, wiping down every everything yeah like every couple of hours and just like making sure it's super safe and all the protocols and like all the stuff that they have to deal with with the u.s health department that other menus don't and like yeah, it, anyway it's <laughs> just lots oh of gosh. stuff that cruise lines have to get, get it off your chest jason this is a safe space nah. <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate you sharing that because i feel like 99 percent of people don't know that no they don't and it's unfortunately it's going to happen like there's going to be articles on the cruise industry where there was whatever outbreak on ships and it's going to happen. It already is happening. And uh, for crying out loud, if you're vaccinated, you can still get it. So yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. That's a, that's a cold heart. <laughs> it already has, and it's going to keep happening. It's something that we're going to have to live with for the rest of our lives. It's not going to go away. Yep. It's not just, even, even if everybody gets vaccinated, it's not going to go away. Because you can yep. still get it if you're vaccinated. It's always going to be there. Yep. So it's once we get over that hump of being like, okay, how we, we figured out how to mitigate this so it's not as as uh, horrible of a situation it's this a more manageable situation we can move on with our lives yeah no i i appreciate that perspective i think that's that's a very mature way to look at it it's a kind of <clears throat> reality and i think everybody needs to conform to understanding what you just said like we have to move forward <laughs> together as people and just get it over with and like just deal with it right <clears throat> exactly yeah well, Groove Cruise is yep, definitely yep. going to go down in 2022, and I'm really excited to see how things pan out for you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate this been, it. This has been such a fun interview. Like I said before we started, I believe people like you, Jason, are the lifeblood of, of the industry, the hospitality industry, the entertainment industry. And beha on behalf of artists and, and fans, we thank you. And I really do mean that. Thank you. Appreciate that, Matt. Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, man. This has been a Congrats fun. Congrats on all your success as well. Really appreciate what you're doing with the industry and uh, whoa, and all that. So 
I was already having nerves when you told me that's for a lens story. Now this guy's telling me congrats. Oh, geez. okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll stop it. I'll stop it. I'll stop it. I'll stop it. Well, you enjoy your road trip, my friend. And I'll talk to you very soon. And thank you again for your time. I really Thanks, appreciate sir. it. Appreciate Have fun. It. Yeah, take a yeah, picture at the border appreciate for me. Okay. I will. I'll get the lineup of the paparazzi there for you. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good, my friend. You have a good day and thank you again.